1: Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful,
2: and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where'd go? Where
1: Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into the latest edition of the Auburn Live show, recruiting edition, also known as the River Freaking Pond! I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, senior recruiting editor for Auburn Live on 3. If you're not a member of that site, it's only going to cost you a dollar to get all the information that Jay head even brings to the table. Cole, myself, Justin Hokinson, Keith Nieberman, they're leaving this uh, special up for I don't know how much longer, but go ahead and get involved. One dollar for a freaking year. It is a... Uh, it's a blast of an offer. Uh, we've got a great show for you today, as always, we'll be joined here, as I always am, by Mr. J-Head and Mr. Cole Pinkston. Cole, how the hell are you, big dog?
2: I'm doing great, man. I had to I had to slip out, put my hat on. I've been outside working a little bit, had the sweat dripping down.
1: <laughs> so, down your
2: what? Oh, What's what you got there? Uh-oh, wait a minute.
1: Huh? <laughs> No, oh, I, I was thinking the song from the 90s, Sweat Dropped Down My soul. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah. I can't remember what it was. Mr. J-Head, how the hell are you doing, big dog? Doing good. Better than that Little John song you were trying to pull off there just a second ago. Yeah. A little John. Little,
2: little John. John. The real? East Side Boys.
0: Yeah, man. All them <laughs> <crawling>. Well,
1: we're, <laughs> expecting, we're expecting some technical difficulties with Cole today, folks. Cole just got moved in, his family, to a new home, I think in lounge County somewhere. Uh, So... We're expecting that, but that's cool. We already got him introduced. People know he's here. When he comes back, we're getting back on. J-Head, since we last spoke on the Shrivel Pod, Auburn has has doubled its class size. Auburn went from two commitments to four commitments and did so with two in-state four-star kids and four-star running back Jeremiah Cobb, who committed last Friday, yes. and then Carmelo English kept the momentum going on the fourth. As I was, as I was peaking... Uh, Whiteside Mountain in North Carolina. Uh, I got to the top, dude. I finally got some self service, and Keith was like, "Carmelo English just committed." It's like you gotta be, you gotta be kidding me, dude. You gotta be kidding me. But regardless, huge, huge additions for several different reasons. Jay, what, what are you thinking about these two
0: guys? Well, first of all, you coined it perfectly, Jay Lee. It's, it's huge when you can land the two premier skill offensive players in your state in any given year, specifically in a state that's as talent laden as Alabama, it's a really great pickup. But then when you look at the individual skill sets of what these guys bring to the table, they're almost a missing link for what we need offensively. Jeremiah Cobb is a one cut running back that excels in his own running scheme. Really, I heard Cole make a comparison to Corey Grant and from a speed aspect, I agree with that. But he's so much more fluid with his hands and catching the ball out of the backfield. He reminds me of a guy named C.J. Spiller from Clemson. Really? May or may not have heard of him. Yeah, absolutely. Is he the running backs
1: coach
0: there? He is the running backs coach at Clemson now. But looks a lot like C.J. did in high school. Very fluid, very natural athlete. Absolutely got speed to burn, can make a house call from anywhere on the field. But it's that ability to catch the ball that separates him from a player like Corey Grant to me. Really love that aspect of his game. And it's something I think you're going to see Tank featured a lot of this year doing. and something that they'll be able to continue on with Jeremiah Damari and um, obviously our main man from Mississippi, Jarquez. Jarquez Hunter. So
1: go ahead. That, that
0: takes you over to Carmelo English. Mm-hmm. What did we say we needed in this class? We needed an alpha dog wide receiver. Well, now you've got one. Now he's not the biggest guy in the world. He's only going at about 5'11 right now. Maybe 180 pounds, I would say, but looks a lot like Jarvis Landry to me. Extremely strong hands very fluid route runner, a guy that has a surprising vertical can go up in phase and make plays on the ball. Just that ability to play inside and outside. I mean, he reminds you of those receivers that have been at Alabama for the last couple of years, not the biggest guys in the world, but just extremely athletic poised, know what to do with the football when they get it in their hands. Um, and it's great to get a kid out of central Phoenix city. I sure. mean, you said it on the Tuck Holland show the other night, the last guy we got was John Broussard. That's what, 2014 class. I
1: think he was granddad now.
0: yeah, it, I'm telling you, you know, so it's been a minute. I um, mean it's great to get back into a school that you know has as many prospects as that place and to get a guy that's as quality an athlete and football player as Carmelo English.
1: And, and not only a football player from Central Phoenix City, but let's just talk about or think about the wide receivers that they've had that Auburn do on. Justin Ross, E.J. Williams, I know for t- those were two guys um so third two
0: guys or, for sure
1: uh in other positions that Auburn just could not break the seal at Phoenix, central Phoenix City and I know a lot of people were at the time jam- blaming uh Jamie DuBose which I never really understood it seemed like he did all he could to, to help his kids regardless of where they went but um you know to have Patrick Nix there I don't think Patrick Nix was you know pushing Auburn at all on this kid I I I think this kid saw Ike Hilliard, had a relationship with him from the first time he met him, and was like, this is the guy I want to learn from, play under, and and develop me. It's close to home for him. And it's all the pieces of the puzzle fit. And I know a lot of Auburn fans a week ago, you know, he was expecting or scheduled to announce his commitment on July the 2nd, which was going to be Jeremiah on Friday, Carmelo on Saturday, and then three or four days before that, Carmelo says, ah, you know, I'm going to reschedule. And everybody's starting to flip out. And We did our best. I, was, I think he posted that he's still here in Auburn. I posted, "Hey man, it, it has nothing to do with other schools." Although they did try to get get in there after they saw he postponed. Uh, but I, I Auburn was very confident. I was very confident after kind of knowing the backstory there. Um, and uh, I, for perception, sake, I feel like uh, there he is. I feel like Auburn had to have these two guys. I mean, they really did.
0: I agree. I mean, like you said, from a perception standpoint, those were as much a have-to-have in this class, Mm -hmm. I think, as there are. I mean, even more so than Brock Glenn or even Keldrick Falk, who I'm sure we'll get to later on in this podcast. But these are two guys, because defensively, you've done a really good job of kind of stacking talent. Offensively, I think Those were some definite need areas last year where you probably didn't have as much depth at running back as you would have liked. Even though you had a frontline guy in tank and a guy in Jarquez, you could have used a third running back other than Sean Shivers. And I'm not trying to bag on Sean. I just don't think he was necessarily big enough for the SEC Uh, or his game necessarily fit what we wanted to do on offense. Definitely could have used a wide receiver of Carmelo English's talent last year. Now I think we've mitigated that some with, some of the additions in the portal and the maturation of some other guys on this team. But, you know, you, you brought in two really good football players that fit what you do from an offensive philosophy standpoint and they're local. I mean, they're within an hour of your campus. Got to have those kind of kids.
1: Cole, we were uh, catching up, man. I, I told everybody you're moving into the new home, probably going to have some di- difficulties this first uh, – through this transition. <laughs> yeah, um,
2: sorry about that.
1: We were, we, Jayhead and I were talking about the two commitments this past week. Uh, Carmelo on – I mean, I'm sorry. J- Jeremiah on Friday and Carmelo on Monday? Yeah. you the fourth, whenever the hell that was. I'm yes. a week last <laughs> uh, Cole, w- what do you think about those two guys, man?
2: Uh, well, you know, I classified them as, as just – you know, strong offensive weapons. I think Jeremiah Cobb is is a guy that's got a lot of burst and speed. You know, we talked about that when he committed, and a guy that fits the zone run scheme that they want to do. And I think they're going to do pretty heavily this year with Kesaw and Harson likes to do that as well. So, it, you know, when they saw him and they they saw him start to mature and start to add some more muscle, I think they started to like him more. And uh, you'll see his, his senior season. I mean, I don't see why how he won't go for two thousand yards again. He's he's done that twice now. So uh, the dude's just electric. And then you got Carmelo English, who you know, on the on the message board, I compared him to Eli Stove. And some people were like, ah, oh, you know, I think he's better than that. Well, my point is, I don't think he's going to be used like Eli Stove. I think he'll be utilized better. But Eli Stove had some just game, you know game gamer ability where when he gets the ball in his hands, he makes stuff happen. Uh, he gets upfield. He always makes the most of, of what's in front of him. I think Carmelo English is that guy too. And I don't think he's going to get screens and stuff all the time. I think he's going to be a more complete receiver. God. Thank
0: I, God, man. I agree, Carl. And I comped him probably to Jarvis Landry. That's who me and Jay Lee were just talking about. I see what you're yeah. saying, Eli. Yeah. I think the difference for me is, is that Carmelo's vertical. I mean it's insane what he can do for his size to be able to go up and make the make plays on the ball in space and, yeah. and and in phase. That's the difference to me between Eli. But I see the comp from a size and ability standpoint that you're making there.
2: Well that's a good point, Jayhead. To me, he he has another element to his game when you can throw him a fade and he can go up over guys that are taller than him or the same size and and win those fifty fifty balls. That's that's another element that you add to, you know, open field missing ta- uh being able to make people miss and things like that that's you know he's got a he's got a unique package i think
0: agreed when you see a guy that's 5'11 malson guys <laughs> you just don't usually see that right that, that's not right that's right. not typical
2: i'm glad cole was with me on that <laughs>
0: I, I, I knew
2: as soon as i said it <laughs>
1: now, I, don't, I don't know if it was cole or keith or, or it might have been you jay but somebody posted some some camp videos of carmelo i thought to me, that was more impressive than what I saw from his game film. And I just, you know, I, I watched his game film. I'm more of the where's he going guy than is he any good guy. Uh, but, the, but the game field, the one-on-ones in, in that camp setting, uh, mm-hmm. combine settings. setting, you talk about the vertical going up over people and fades in the end zone, the corner of the end zone, getting his feet down. I, was, I watched that and I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. Like this yeah. dude, this dude's really good. He's really good. He is a uh, – you know, I always say he's either good, really good. You know, he, this guy's really good, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, big, big kid. I think to go ahead and get him locked in with a running back, now you eye potentially a quarterback who I think we're all agreeing that Brock Glenn it seems to be trending elsewhere. At least he's not – we're not hearing a lot of buzz about Auburn. He's been pretty quiet. A lot will depend on where he goes as far as uh, the uh, Nova Sad kid – Was he going to go to A&M, Baylor, Ohio State? But I've been hearing for a week or two now, but Florida State feels pretty good about Brock Lynn.
0: They do. And that's kind of the general consensus. If he doesn't – so like you said, what happens with Novosad is a big deal, and he's supposed to make his decision within a week. Right now, a lot of people seem to think that A&M's running third. I thought that they were going to be able to flip him, uh, but that Baylor feels very confident about keeping him. If they keep him, what does that do with Ohio State in their pursuit of Brock Glenn? So I think there are some, some dominoes there yet to fall. Uh, and obviously Auburn's still in contention right now. They haven't relinquished you know, pursuing him to this point, so we'll see if they can change his mindset. But if he does go elsewhere, I'm interested to your guys' thoughts as kind of maybe who some of those next targets might be, or do we just bypass that situation and go to
1: 2024? I, I, I... I would say right now there's nobody on the board that Auburn would heavily pursue. I think they would look at 2024, the kid from Savannah. Um, um, what's his name? Of course, Eric Prentice Nolan is probably going to be your yeah, top target. There's right. that kid from Savannah. I think he's at Holden Garner school or one of his – You uh,
2: Merk, Merklinger?
1: Jake yeah, Merklinger. that's it. I believe that's it. It sure is. Yeah. But,
0: Posey from Miami.
1: Posey from Miami. Um, but I really feel like Auburn feels like they're in a good spot with, with both of those guys. And I really feel like Auburn feels like they're going to be in a lot better position next year at this time. And yeah, you know, yeah. we, we talked about Keldrick Falk earlier. We uh, Rockwell's <laughs> um committing to Alabama. So Auburn went two for four this this past few week uh, this past week. And you know, I, I wanted to reach out and, and I, because we've been saying, listen, man, stability for the Auburn coaches uh, right now. The February failed coup from the powers uh, that be, whoever whomever they are. I don't know. I'm not saying any names because I don't know any of them. Uh, I'd love to drink a little bourbon with them one night, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it has affected. Now we tell that and in in some people on the corner, our, our message board there, you know, it's, it's almost like they don't believe us. And, and that's fine. I, I completely understand that. It, it, like we're making excuses for them. And I understand that too. But man, I, I have had communication with guys recruits and recruits as families and um, who chose other schools over Auburn as a finalist for them. And the – two of them now. I don't want to say who they are but uh, because they entrusted me with this. But do you, both of them said the instability. We love Parson. We love the position coach. We love the other guy that was recruiting. When it came down to it, it was all about stability that was straight out of the, the recruits' parent mouth. That was their biggest – we love everything about Auburn. We love the coaches. We love the environment. We love the atmosphere. Would, ha, would have likely chose Auburn, but the instability of there is being the biggest concern, and these other schools were more stable. That's what it came down for them. Now, they also say, listen, Auburn is still coming after us, and we're still going to be open to looking at how things, if, if things change, which is what we've kind of been telling people, like – Win this season, make noise this season, and it's a whole new day. Whole new day for this for this recruiting class. Come November, uh, maybe even October, depending on you know the start that we're we're I don't know, hoping or expecting. But I thought that was uh, what a very enlightening conversation I had with two different parents of two different recruits who committed elsewhere over Auburn, and both of them said it was because of stability or the lack thereof.
2: Well, you know, Jeffrey. Once once we've built these relationships with the guys that we're, you know, we interview and we learn from them, and and still talk to them after they commit elsewhere because you know there's still time to go. Who knows what might happen.
1: Six and a half months.
2: Just like you talk to parents. I mean, you know, I'm not going to dive into all the conversations I've had, but but basically, wow. the the consensus is, you know, uh, Auburn's still in the back of my mind. I mean, I, I really am pulling for that coaching staff. I like the coaching staff. Nobody said, you know, I. I don't, um, you know, I don't, I don't really care about Auburn anymore. It's always, yeah, I'm still, I'm still watching what they're gonna do. Still yeah. watching them. I, yeah. I get that one a lot. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's why we say the things we say because that's the consensus from the recruits.
1: You know, Keldrick Falk. I don't know if you guys saw this. J-Head might have. He's a good producer of the interwebs. But Keldrick Falk told Warchant, uh, Warchant, which is with Rivals now, I believe. Uh, might be making a move soon. But regardless, Warchant, the biggest FSU site um in the country or whatever I had an interview with Keldrick Falk and Keldrick Falk said it came down to two schools. Clemson and Florida State. Mm-hmm. Auburn finished third, maybe third, at, at most at highest third. And uh that was um, that was shocking to me, I think to a lot of people uh, although i mean i never not in the least. last 2 weeks so you know since i've been here in florida state it feels good but I, I but i thought the uh the lack of stability there the lack of uh and i hear you on this too people are like well, you think florida state's more stable <laughs> i understand that
0: it's it's a different version of stability right exactly right
1: you're exactly right
0: so Yes, Mike Norvell has probably not lived up to his billing to this point. And yes, he got beat by an FCS team in Jacksonville State last year. But what I will say is, is that the alumni behind him and the board of trustees behind him is supporting him completely. And there has not been any buzz at all from Florida State's camp about Mike Norvell being on the hot seat. In fact, they are putting out the message that everything is fine, that Mike Norville set the expectation there that the first two years were going to be it was going to be rough and that they're sticking with him on it. Now, what actually happens? Who knows? You know, what I mean, because what's being told and what happens behind the scenes are two totally different things. Which is a good thing. Yeah, exactly. But what happened for us in February is a very ugly black eye that not just one school or two schools are using against us. It is everybody in the SEC that we recruit against and everybody in the ACC that we recruit against that's in our regional footprint. It if is- you don't think that those schools are telling kids, hey, don't commit there just yet. That coach isn't going to be there in six months. Yeah. And I'm talking about that's verbatim, probably the pitch that they're, they're saying. Then I don't really know how else other to tell it to you. And that's hard. When you've got a parent that's involved, you guys are parents. I'm a parent. If my son's trying to make a decision and 10 schools are telling that kid, hey, I don't care how much you like them, that coach isn't going to be there in six months. If you don't think that's not going to affect their ability to make a decision, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're probably going to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm.
2: When you're talking about the two different, uh, you know, Florida State and, and Auburn, two different types of stability or instability there, uh, the narrative for Auburn is, is just bad nationally right now because of that whole blow-up. I yeah. mean, that's why they're predicting them to win five games everywhere, right? I because think so. We're, we specialize in Auburn, but these national pundits, you know, uh, whatever you want to call them, they, they look at all of college football, but they look at it as, okay, I, you know, they had a bunch of dudes transfer out, got a coach from a de- te- uh, totally different place. Uh, recruiting's terrible. <laughs> they they see those things.
1: <laughs> <going>.
2: <laughs> Do what?
1: He's sound like Baumhauer, and that's coming yeah. from you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on, go back. So, uh, there's a different type of instability. You're talking about the national pundits, and, 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 and correct me if I'm wrong, they're seeing that big picture of Auburn, the national. Yes, yes. The foot view. Right, president. right. And that's what well, most recruits are seeing.
2: And that's what they see, and that's why they, you know, predict five wins for Auburn, and that's why they still give Florida State – Oh, you know, there might be some hope for Florida State. You hear, you hear that more than you'll hear it for Auburn. So, man, uh, that, that's what they're dealing with right now. I mean, we can't make it any more clear.
1: Wouldn't wouldn't you want to know what? Okay, Normal's coming off his losing season. Harson is too. And the biggest difference between those two guys, it inherited troubled rosters. Yes. Uh, chemistry, culture, environments around the team. Is that the, the the biggest difference is there wasn't a failed coup to fire normal, like Jay head said. Listen, we're behind him at least in the public eye. Now they might be drinking bourbon on Friday night in the back booth of McAllister's and down in Tallahassee, going, "Hey, if this dude doesn't win eight games this year, we're gone." But hey, let's yeah. let's let, let, let's build this recruiting class up. Let's don't you know yeah. let's don't give anybody stuff to use against us. And Auburn said, and whereas Auburn went? <laughs> use it, man. <laughs> We don't, I mean, not that they said use it, but it was like, here you go. Here's all the yeah. ammo you're going to need to sabotage this, this recruiting. Yeah,
2: they which, they supplied the ammo. Exactly. Which is why, much
1: respect to Terrence Love, to, to uh, yes. Braden yeah. Joyner, to yeah. Carmelo English, to Jeremiah Cobb, dude. How can you not respect those kids going, man, I believe in this coach, so much so that I'm going to give him my commitment right freaking
2: now. Yeah.
0: I agree. And
2: well, you're no. talking about, you're talking about Three four stars and a high and a high three star. These are not just in state kids that are being overlooked. They got people that are recruiting them too.
0: Yeah. It, multiple Power Five school offers for each of these. And I'm SEC offers. You know what I mean? Not like, hey, Colorado also offered me. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Colorado Buffaloes and hopefully they end up in the Big Twelve again here soon, whatever. But uh, you know, I mean it just these are legitimate powerhouse programs that are coming after these kids. I mean, I think it came down to Florida, Tennessee, and Auburn for Terrence Love. Yeah. You know what I mean? He wasn't hurting for a place to go. Jeremiah English picked between Michigan and Kentucky and Auburn.
1: Carmelo, yes.
0: Yeah, Carmelo, excuse me. You know, Braden Joyner picked between Auburn and, and Georgia. You know, so it's it's not like, you know, these kids were looking, you know, stressing for offers. These are kids that legitimately want to be at Auburn that believe in Coach Harson that want to play here <laughs> For our university, and we should be very like you said, hats off to them for being able to commit in the middle of all day. They
1: They uh, have a lot more resolve uh, than uh, several posters on our board. We'll get to that later. Uh, <laughs> but you know, so the next, so, so we're in a dead period, have been for the last what, eight days, nine days, and will be until the 27th, I do believe. And then, of course, that last weekend in July will be open, our quiet period where you can visit and. And, uh, and have in-person contact with coaches. We already reported that Auburn's going to have their big cat weekend that weekend. And uh, we, we, we started trying to build a preliminary list, a running list. And uh, so far, let me tell you what sticks out to me. And, and here, let me, let, let me give you guys, y'all. I know y'all know who it is, but the, the, the listeners at home. These are the guys that we have confirmed so far. Like, they're, they're in. We're coming. Uh, you got the four commitments, Jeremiah Cobb running back, Carmelo English wide receiver, DB Terrence Love, and Braden Joyner. And then you've got uh, the four-star defensive lineman who is at Heinz Community College, former four-star defensive lineman at Texas A&M. He transferred. He's going to spend this fall at uh, Heinz Community College, Derek uh, Hunter. Uh, he'll be coming in that weekend. <clears throat> and then two offensive tackles. We talked about Auburn expanding, ex- expanding the office of line board. Well, here you go. Uh, I, I think some people were complaining, oh, you know, you just – you're putting all your eggs in these four or five baskets, and, and th- that was the complaint. And so now here you are with some new guys um, in Jatavia Shivers, big offensive lineman from the Atlanta area. Is that right? Yes.
2: Yeah. And there's Morris
1: Wilson, another huge, massive dude down in Florida. Both of those guys are coming up for Big Cat weekend. Um, uh, offensive of line, offensive of tackle, and you've got two guys that you've got a really good shot with.
0: I agree. And I, listen, I haven't watched Jatavia Shivers yet, but I've watched a lot of Janoris Wilson's film. Listen, he's a tackle to me all day and he's got a nasty streak a mile long. And I think he played it a little bit smaller of a school this past year, but he's going to be playing. I think he's in Polk County, which is Keith has hit it multiple times. That is one of the most talent rich football counties in the entire state of Florida. I believe he's going to be playing for Lakeland high. This yep. year, which everybody knows Lakeland High, has been a powerhouse program in that state. So you're going to see him get some marquee matchups this year, and I'm telling you, his star's on the rise.
1: Villarica, you you- I'm sorry, Villarica.
2: Okay. He sort of reminds me of uh, Jalen Farmer from Last Cycle, yep. just, just the way he's coming about. Not, necessar- not necessarily his film, but I mean, his film is similar in that he is nasty the same way that he was.
0: Oh, yeah, he's, he's a big-time finisher. I uh, love him as the right tackle in this class. If we can get if we can pull the string on that one, that would be a fantastic pickup for us.
1: And, and then four other guys who gave me a maybe, and, I, um, you know, from talking to people, they expect him to be there, but uh, four-star linebacker Jaden Osbury coming up from New Orleans, expect him to be there, although he was um, – didn't give me a total com- confirmation, but sounds like he's in. And even Kelton Smith, the four-star offensive tackle from Carver and Columbus, who <laughs> – who's kind of been in and out. You know, he's kind of a wild card dude in this recruitment. Some of those guys from Columbus t- tend to be that way. <laughs> Kelsey, another guy to keep an eye on, another offensive of tackle to keep an eye on. And then you've got uh, linebacker Marsilius Pulliam, who I think y'all have loved from early in the recruitment. I think both of y'all. Uh, Cole, at one time, he thought Auburn was a leader for him. Yeah. Might have had a couple of guys on the board higher than him, but they've since off. Yeah. Called- uh, so keep, they, it
2: up. they're definitely still, um, you know, they want, they want to keep the communication line going with him, you know, that's, they're keeping him warm or whatever you want to call it. Or, uh, they do, you know, they do have an offer on the table for him supposedly. So definitely somebody to keep in the back of your mind and he keeps coming on visits. So
0: yeah, what, what I love about him is he's a true Mike linebacker. I mean, he, he is an inside linebacker all the way, can play downhill, get off guards Yeah. You know, what I mean, plays the run the run extremely hard. So, really like his game and the fit because if you can get a Jaden Osbury, who's more of a weak side linebacker, yeah, and then plug him next to a Mike like that kid, that's a pretty good linebacker class.
2: Yeah, well, Pulliam's just he's just physical, you know, and and you don't that's that's sort of a I'm not gonna say it's a lost art with linebackers, but you know, people are going for the athletic linebacker now, and that and you need those guys, but you also need a, a thumper.
0: Yes. You gotta have it. You do. We got a thumper in this last class and the kid from Williamson. We needed another yeah. thumper in this class, in my opinion. And I, and I think he can be it. And if right. you can also add uh, the kid's yeah, Carter, Yeah. If you can also yeah. add a Lewis Carter or a Jaden Osbury to go alongside. The, right. The, right. That's a really good linebacker class. Oh, Lewis, my gosh. Yeah.
1: Lewis Carter at, at this time is head coach Jerry McIntyre told our Florida site that he's expected to go to Florida's. Uh, Friday Night Lights is Friday night, and then they're having the barbecue Saturday. Um, he's he's expected or was expected to. I know Auburn is still pushing to get him here, but as of now, Lewis Carter is expected to go to Florida. Uh, another guy we're going to be keeping an eye on, Joshua Horton, the Langston Hughes crew, basically. Yeah. Um, all the, if you get one, you're probably going to get them all to come visit. Yeah. And Terrence Love's already coming. Joshua Horton may come, might come. is expected to come. Then um, you've got Bo Hughley, and you've got uh, is it Prentice Nolan? Is there another one? Oh, Jelani Thurman. Yeah, Jelani Thurman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and speaking of twenty twenty four, Cole, you you you've confirmed two guys already are Amon Lane. Who yeah, Amon That's Lane. A He's a dude too right now. I mean, this is
2: yeah, yeah, four star guy from he was at Thompson last year, uh, is now transferred to Moody. Told me his dad took the head coach job at Moody, and they transferred there, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. You know, Got a top two of LSU and Auburn and he he thinks he's about ready. Is what, what's he you, what
1: what's your feeling on him?
2: Uh and you know, he he talked about his grandmother being a huge, huge Auburn fan growing up mm. and that made him an Auburn fan. And he said she's the one that actually taught me football at a young age. And I thought that was that was cool. Kinda sounded like uh, Roger McCreary, where his mom kinda taught, played football and her name was Icebox or whatever. Uh <laughs> So yeah, man, he, he's, he's grown up an Auburn fan. And, you know, that's almost like a curse, but, but the way he talks about it, um, it, it feels like he still is, you know, he still has that affinity to Auburn, um, and his family does. And he, he said, if I go, if I stay in the state of Alabama, I will go to Auburn. And he said, that is how it'll be. And it's right down the road. He said, I've spent a lot of my life near Auburn in Auburn. He said, so there's just that, that comf- comfortability factor there. And, um, and I asked him, you know, when when could a commitment come? He goes, oh, I think I'm getting close. He's like, I'm not into all that graphics and dropping the top schools and all that. I just want to do it.
0: Yeah, he sounds like a Harson kid already, doesn't yeah. he?
1: Uh, the <laughs> other 2024 in-state kid is uh, – did you want to finish something,
0: Jay? Head Honest question. Who's the last football player we signed from Moody High School? Oh, man. Moody. Maybe you'll remember this. Can you – Gene,
2: first a, a year. Who's
0: Gene? Is first class.
2: Ah, oh, I I know who it is. I think, but I can't. I remember there being somebody from Moody.
0: Big Chad Slade.
2: Oh, Chad Slade. That's right. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> of course, <laughs> it was
1: Chad Slade. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he Turned right. out to be uh, a dude, didn't
1: he? Hell, yes, he did. He was a three-star kid from uh, from Moody that nobody really wanted.
0: No,
2: and
1: people bitch when Auburn got him.
0: Except and for Chad Crimes. He, now, yeah.
1: now he's drawing retirement checks from the NFL. Sure <laughs> is. I think so.
2: Yeah,
1: chris sure sure We saw,
2: didn't played? we see Chad on the sideline at a game last year, yeah. Jeffrey? And we we were going, now who is that recruit? We hadn't gotten up with him yeah. yet, and then he turned around. And it was Chad Slade. I was like good. Gracious, he looks good, man. He's he's still in shape.
0: <laughs> listen, I think he was just in the NFL, you know, I mean, about a year or so ago. Man, I mean, yeah, I don't, he, think I don't he, know that he's retired,
1: but he's, he's been there, right? I mean, uh, yeah, for a
0: minute. Dixon is the other
1: 2024 20, 20, guy, that, the only two we've got confirmed. But listen, this 2024 class is going to be big for this big cat weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there might be more 2024s there than there are 2023s. And I'm not trying to set anybody up. Failure on the 2023 class. I'm just telling you how it is and what Auburn's going about with this Big Cat Weekend. They're getting these guys, especially from in-state and Georgia and the Panhandle of Florida and maybe even South, to get their ass to Auburn for this Big Cat Weekend. They want to start building these relationships, develop, develop them even more with these 2024 guys. Uh, but I still expect to see you know 20 plus 2023 20, guys there.
2: Yeah. You know, I was told. Uh, I was told a little while back. It's been a while now uh you know if harson and all them can make it through to that 2024 class mm-hmm. they're already killing it with those guys like they're doing such a good job with the relationships with those guys and of course they've had a longer time to do it caught them younger and now they're growing up and they know they know them growing up and that helps but uh it, it you know i've talked to two guys so far or just really in depth with two guys so far from the 2024 class and they they love harson yeah. they love auburn and they got auburn in their top you know, two or three. Who was really?
1: that other one you talked to last night, Cole? Uh,
2: receiver Mario Craver from Clay Chalkville High School.
1: He's a stud, right?
2: Absolutely. In fact, he was one of the biggest standouts at that Under Armour camp I went to, and he was like one of the youngest guys there. So, he's he's the real deal, and and he's thinking about coming as well to Big Cat Weekend.
1: Potentially being there. Yep. Is, he's uh listed five nine. I guess at sixteen everybody's pretty much five nine,
2: right? <laughs> he was probably younger than sixteen you? when they got that. <laughs> I was probably subbed that it it you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, me too. I guess I would. I didn't get to six feet until I
2: was he's uh, college. he's not a he's not a bigger guy though. I mean I've seen him somewhat recently. Yeah, I mean he, he kinda reminds me of uh Marquarius Squirrel White that was at Clay mm-hmm. Choppel. But uh he, he might know.
0: Tennessee. Tennessee. yep
1: well I'm I'm curious to see how many more uh, we've got several calls out some feelers out to these guys who's coming may not know up until you know how this is man you may not know who's coming until three or four days before the big cat Um, we we thought we would do everybody a service and start getting early at least some of these guys who know that they're coming and go ahead and putting them out uh, of course, you've got some dingleberries on the on the corner who <laughs> think that this list is final and there's three kids coming to big cat <laughs> and, and and no matter how many disclosures I print in bold black underlined whatever uh they seem to just miss uh, just look right over that uh so uh, here's a reminder man we've got a running list of uh, of big cat guys we've got several already confirmed we've got several guys confirmed that they're not coming Keith told us that Quay Rosal and James Smith are going to be in Florida that weekend. Yep. Um, I talked to Wilkie Denon, his uh, fall camp is starting, so he won't be able to make it. So there are some guys that were. can Lewis Carter right now is on the not attending list. We talked about him earlier, potentially could change that and end up at Auburn. Um, So we've got a running list and nothing is final and it won't be until July the 30th when the the morning of July the 30th, there's no telling what will happen between now and then. So be patient, man, and just be grateful that, 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 that those guys are confirmed. Only uh, I don't think there's any reason to be negative on a running list. Um, and if it, 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 if it is, it's our, it's our fault for not having confirmed more guys. But uh, we can only. Well, I'm not putting guys on that list that haven't told me, "Yes, sir, I'm going to be there."
0: Yeah, you wouldn't be doing your job as a journalist if you did.
1: I'm not <laughs> doing
0: that. And. How many guys do you guys think this staff is going to keep quiet that they don't want people to know about until the day of or something? I mean, that happens every year. Because every year. You don't want your competition to know who's coming to campus because they going to amp up the pressure.
1: And, and especially guys that are committed elsewhere.
0: Correct. Right? Yeah. That, that was right. a big deal. And I understand
1: that, you know, the Big Cat being after, everybody, after the official visits, but I think we didn't have much of a choice now with this timeline moving up. Everybody's taking yeah. official visits in May and June. And, uh, you know, w- w- when are you going to work in a big cat then and, and, and compete against official visits? So you you look for the uh, that last weekend in July. And do the best you can, man. I think what we talked about with the instability, Auburn was probably never going to be getting a lot of early commitments. I think still – I think we had it at six or eight beginning of the season.
0: Yep, I had eight to ten. You guys had six to eight. That I was, was eight. eight. Yeah, now, I still
1: think that's doable.
0: I agree, because you still got a guy like J.C. Hart that could pull the string. Now I honestly believe that, and I think there are a a couple of other guys that are probably within a hair's chance of, of, you know me making a commitment to Auburn. So you're not far off from that eight that we all thought that you might could get to. Yeah.
1: And uh, and that's impressive when you go back and you talk about kids that want to play right now for Auburn, Uh, that don't want to wait and see. Although I completely understand kids wanting to wait and see. Like you said, being a dad or a mom or anybody else but a child, I understand that. Uh, but I, I, I think all this is going to be moved by the time October, November rolls around. We'll know where this team is. Uh, this program is headed. Yep. And we'll, which will in turn tell us where this recruiting class is headed. Right. Uh, anything else, fellas?
0: No, I think you guys knocked it out of the park today, fellas. Nothing
1: <laughs> really to Look, I mean, there's no there's. – we're waiting to see what Brockland's is going to do.
0: Yeah. That, that does bring me back to one name. And you and Keith both mentioned him kind of in passing. I'm keeping my eyes on Emory Williams. I saw – you know what I mean? I've been following this kid for about two years. He's out of Milton, Florida. So he's right there in the panhandle. Did okay at the Elite 11, but has a big-time arm. Reminds me a lot of Zach Calzada. Hmm. I think he's a guy that's – he's committed to Miami, but it's obviously a two-quarterback class where Jaden Rashida is, you know what I mean, he's the alpha dog that's committed there right now. I think there's an opportunity for us to potentially get on Emory Williams if they do a thorough evaluation and like what they see. I, th- I think there's an opportunity there for us to make a move.
2: Well, I mean, if nothing else, man, uh, are they going to give the, the same NIL deal to Williams that they're giving to Rashida?
0: I seriously doubt they're going to give <laughs> The same deal to Emory Williams that they gave to Jaden Rashida. I yeah, actually, it could come down to that if he stayed behind. $2 million in quarterbacks. John Ruiz has got far more money than I thought. That's for sure. <laughs>
1: yeah. He's he going to prison, I, I saw.
0: John Ruiz?
1: Uh, I don't know. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I saw he was being investigated. That's what
0: it was. Oh, The NCAA came down to do uh, to do what he called a uh, conversation. Hmm. Okay.
1: All right. Yeah. All right. Well, things to look forward to Auburn, the quarterback position, um, who else is going to be added to big cat? Who's going to be taken off? Uh, I don't have any announcements other than Brock Glenn to keep an eye on. I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head. Uh, so we ask everybody to be patient. Yes. Be patient, man. Be patient with this class. Be patient with this program. You, you, you heard it from recruits and recruits parents, they want to see what these guys are doing. That's the biggest issue right now with Auburn recruiting. It's not so. Will Friend sucks. And oh, where are you No. Oh God. Uh, uh, uh,
2: I see up, that. Uh, I see God. that. I got about. I shut up. I got about six or seven Will Friend questions on my uh, Ask Pink thread there. So. <laughs>
0: they want to know when Will Friend's going to be fired and Joe Bernardi's going to be promoted.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I
1: mean, this dude didn't just get to Auburn and forget how to recruit.
0: No, 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 he's, trust me, he, he's Robinson
1: didn't on. get to Auburn to forget how to recruit.
0: No.
2: All right, no.
1: there's a product that they're selling that they're having trouble selling to recruits. And it's because of the powers that be that started this shit back in February. If you want to go bitch, go bitch to them.
2: It's like selling a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves, right?
1: Hey, day in the morning, man. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All of a sudden, these people just forgot how to – got to Auburn, and now they can't recruit anymore. What's the common denominator there, big dog? Yeah. Yeah. It's a shitty product right now. And it ain't ain't got nothing to do with these coaches. No. Uh, It's a tough sell. But we've said it before. They've got – somehow have themselves in position that if they have a year that they think they're going to have, it's going to all work out. And all you're gonna you, you, you're gonna
2: you're gonna look bad. Which, by the way, the the four guys they've got in the boat right now, you should you should go. Hmm. If they can get those four with all time. this going on, yeah.
1: That what I can they mind. do when they put
0: eight nine wins on the board?
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, I, that's what I'm curious to see. We all should be. <sighs>
0: that
2: felt
1: good. I needed to get that
2: off
1: my. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, hey, hey. We, uh, although we have had some uh, some uh, troubling fans posting on the board, we've had some really good posters this week. Man, I got, I got several. How about you, man? How about uh, How about you, Jayhead?
0: Yeah, I got one in particular. Well, I'm I'm going to shout out two, uh, but the the other two are going to be different from this first one. The first one, <coughs> Bo is great. Said some very complimentary things uh, on the board about our show and what we've been trying to <laughs> do. You know what I mean? The uh, <laughs> with what we've been given to work with in, in certain spots. So I want to thank Bo is great very much. So I also want to thank love stumps who is, yeah. you know, he absolutely loves my voice. Can't <laughs> get enough of it. Him and Melissa alone. You know what? In fact, these guys don't know it yet, but DM me your, your, your address, because Zach's going to be able to outtake my audio and I'm going to send you a tape so you can use it as your own sound machine at night when you go to sleep. <laughs> you
1: know. Jay head, I, I will. I hate to bust your bubble on this, but Love Stump, he's been yeeted.
0: Mm,
2: yeah.
1: No, yeah. I saw, I had a, saw a line
2: he, going through his name don't last come night. i here to talk
1: about my boy. All right, you're gone. That's a quick way to be gone.
0: Appreciate you, brother. <laughs> got um, your back, Jayhead. head yeah,
1: Bo is great. You got Love Stump, who's been yeeted. And yeah. uh, if, who else you got?
0: I got Molester Stallone, who came in and All made right. a book about it, said, you know, can't do certain things when my voice is on the air, but hey, molester, if you're doing that while well, my voice is on the air, baby, we got something else to talk about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy.
1: Oh, they don't call him molester for nothing
2: there. Yeah, no doubt. Cole Paston. Yeah, I got two. Uh, I'm going to go with AU Mike BK, and I think that's my second one to him. Oh,
1: yeah. But,
2: you know, Uh, I laugh a good bit rolling through our board and reading some comments, but every once in a while, there's one that just kind of, it just catches me right, you know, and and his, on your Wilkie Denied thread, Jeffrey, he said, he goes, looks like we've been Wilkie Denied. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That
2: was so good, man. And it's, you know, it's, it's like dad humor, but you know, that's what we are. And then my other one is all Kitchens fan because, I just like his vibe. I, I like to go with somebody. I like their vibe every week, and uh, that's my guy this week.
1: I have uh, I've got I've got several. How about you, man? Because we have man, it was an up and down week for the message board. It really was, and you, you had a lot of. Uh, I, I will say this. Let me get my dingleberries out real quick.
0: There you go.
2: <laughs> yeah. Now listen, yeah, please, please get those out.
1: Dingleberries. Well, first of all, let me do yeeted. We we talked about stump, and you know Auburn Legacy got yeeted.
0: Yeah. Ooh, there you go.
1: And then Auburn Legacy 1 got yeeted. And um, female dogs this week, which means they're on deck. Keep an eye on Seahorse. And, and TaylorMade, too. Okay.
2: Yeah, TaylorMade. Yeah.
1: And, and remember, guys, for Female Dogs of the Week, a great business model for message for is addition by subtraction. I promise you. I've been yep. this long enough to know that if I kick you out, I'm probably going to get five or 10 new ones. I'll yeah. kick you out. Okay. Uh, so, those are the guys that are on deck. Now, Dingleberries, they're just kind of, they had a bad day, right? Yeah. Right? Dingleberries, yeah, okay. Kimasabi yeah. is, is, is your is your poster child for Dingleberry. That dude's hit or miss, man. Sometimes he's, uh,
0: he's, he's good. <laughs> uh, but, hey, I'm so, going to ask you, Kimisabe for the last three weeks has been fantastic. Absolutely. Man. Absolutely I really enjoyed some of his posts.
1: Absolutely. He will always wear the belt of the dingleberry. Uh, but, now, we had dingleberries today, and it was so frustrating because I was posting all these this, this, uh, disclaimers about the big, big Cat Week, and I posted, hey, man, there's been an update. I'm moving George Wilson, Janoris Wilson up to coming. Uh, I forgot about uh, the four-star DT, former four-star DT, uh, Derek Hunter. I'm mad at him. And, you know, here, here's the updated list of who's coming. Oh, my God, we've got three people coming to Big Cat. <laughs> so, dingleberries of the day. How about that is of the today? Big Big Dog Chad F ninety
2: three. All right. Oh Chad.
1: I mean, it gets worse. Cole. War <laughs> seventy seven Eagle. Dingleberry. AU full time. I guess he was doing part time today because that one. Might... And uh, against <laughs> the
2: spread.
1: Against the spread. Oh no. Coasters man. Like, oh just they just need to quit and try harder next week.
2: Gosh, he was a dynamite caller too. Awesome. on the, on the call
0: was, in, so. all, all these
1: dudes are awesome posters. They just, they, it was a bad day, right?
0: Had a meltdown. Yeah. Well, oh,
1: I'm not, I'm not, I'm not condemning it them. Is. Hey, dude, I, I've, been, I've had my dingleberry days before myself. So
2: it happens, you know, you, yeah. you just get to your, the end of your rope every once in a while. Excellent. Uh,
1: <laughs> hey, they might have been having a bad day like I did. They just didn't have a big old lipper to put in like I did.
0: There you <laughs> go. You, you don't want to see that group text we got going sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: So, great posters, man. They just, uh, it was frustrating that they were complaining about the freaking B-Cat list when it's three and a half weeks away, and we've tried to make it out. Uh, anyway, But so we had some guys come to our defense, and here's who I've got How Habouches this week for. Danny Archer. Hey. Everybody knows Danny Archer. You know, they might, he might be, uh, you know, uh, alleged sunshine pumper, and sometimes he might be, but I'm okay with that. I had him down for two times this week, Danny Archer. Uh, so, about, big, how about you squared to you? Uh, same goes for Tanaconda. Tanaconda, no,
0: Tanaconda.
1: Tanaconda. times two. Tanaconda, how about you squared? I got four champ. I got AU925. I got Mr. 52. And, uh, Stats don't matter. Doesn't get enough pub from us. He's yeah, I agree. I agree. And his loyalty to the site. Great, great, uh, great poster. Junior Rosebud. <laughs> Bud with a D. Junior Rosebud. Surely don't want Junior Rose Green thinking I was talking shit. I saw that dude about two weeks ago. Woo!
0: It was right. like
1: a junior in college, guy. <laughs> I
0: don't want no part, man. No,
1: sir. He, I want him on my side. Trust me. Yes, sir. Uh, B Stu, oh seven, oh two. Good poster, man. Tigers win seventeen. Love old Tigers. Uh, War Eagle zero. New poster, kind of a lurker, but I, I see what you're doing, big big dog. Uh, Law <laughs> Tiger three came in today and was like, man, you know, show some support. <laughs> and, and 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 Bobby Bobby sweatpants was like oh, all these posts and I'm like dude get rid of some of these ding- uh, not bears, but, but female dogs of the week and these posts wouldn't be neat so uh, how about you to Law Tiger three uh, how about you to J three East dot mode I think that's J Beast mode He spelled it like a millennial would <laughs> and uh, last but not least PDD Oh, really Didn't good was- yeah I like yeah I'm big fan really and, good. Uh, Again, the send off this week was Love Stump 35 and Auburn Legacy One on the hot seat. We got Seahorse and Taylor May Two. <laughs> but, oh, man, listen, it, it, listen, man, back to the Dingleberries, man. If you're not posting, you're not going to, you're not playing, right? Yeah. You're not posting, you're not playing. Chad F, War, War 77, Eagle, ATS, and Auburn Full Time, of course, Kenneth We appreciate y'all, man. We, y'all just had a bad day.
2: By the way, guys, some of our new posters, they've got some great names they're coming up with. Oh,
1: damn it. Did you see Jay Lee's pink head?
2: Yeah, I was about to say Jay Lee's pink head. I would say he probably found us through the live show or the podcast, <laughs> wouldn't he? Had guys? to. Had to. I still, man, Terry Bowden's tie dude. is my favorite. Terry Bowden's tie is good. It is.
1: Uh, and a uh, pee pee poo poo head or
2: something like yeah, that. Yeah, uh, uh, Cole Kubitz <laughs> head wax or something like that. I saw that Cole one. Cold
0: Kubitz head wax. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um,
1: hey, we got to go this week. Um, Zach, as always, man, the biggest how about you to you? We appreciate what you do and setting this all up for us, man. Zach McKinnell, um, if you're not listening to his show, he does a great job on some of these G5 schools. And uh, uh, they got a show. Zach, come on here and jump in here real quick. Yep. What do you have? Uh, I think you've got a podcast coming up, The Blue Blood, at the Blue Bloods. Good stuff, man. If you, if you love college football, especially the, uh, the G5, FCS. FCS. Ooh. Even better, dude. That, those are, that, that's my level of competition there, man. <laughs> even in heat of the Oh! Well, hey, Zach, appreciate you, man. Hey, everybody, we're going to be back Tuesday night for the call-in show, Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Look us up on the uh, YouTube at Auburn Live. Auburn Live YouTube page, man. Give us a subscribe, a follow, a whatever it is, thumbs up, whatever the hell you do. And uh, we, we appreciate everybody listening, calling in Tuesday night. We're going to keep, uh, keep going uh, – Keep going on with our big cat list. Stay tuned on that. For Zach, for J-Head, for Coleman, I'm Jeffrey Lee. We appreciate everybody. Stay out of the left lane.